fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Here it is, FGGGBT, and of course you know what that is. You know what FGGGBT comprises of, even if you don't know what those letters stand for. You know it means the Brain Trust is here, analytical mastermind Daniel J. Glenn, to my right, physics phenom, Dr. Michael Denon. Howdy, Dan. Howdy, Denon. And right next to you is, of course, the enigmatic engineer, Ben Siebser. Ben, hello. Hi, Ben. I'm very excited about this, but we are once again going to start this episode with an incredibly ethical question, one that will explain the inner workings of both your mind and my mind. That's right. <laughs> both of those minds. <laughs> those, the two minds. that are here. Yes. <laughs> Here's where we're going. If you guys could store, create, store, uh, a, a duplicate of yourself to harvest for organs should you need them or to transplant your brain into it in peak physical condition, would you guys do that? Would you store a duplicate of yourself? I'm going to go to you, Denon. Well, I'm going to take you literally the way you just described it implied mm -hmm. at one point in the sentence, it's a duplicate body without a brain at the moment. Yes. Um, that I'm okay with. Okay. Yeah. Just a bunch of organs sitting around waiting. It's a bunch of organs sitting around waiting. You know, now, I don't really see the need to organize them in a body that looks like me. That would be a bit creepy. Right. Um, but, you know, having some spare organs, I'm not too worried about. Okay. Um, having a spare body, I don't know. I, personally, mm -hmm. um, if I was to have a backup system, I'm really excited about a robotic backup system. Okay. I'm just saying. Right. You know, as interesting as the human clone backup system is. Right. You're more Futurama-esque, like your more, head, yeah. your brain, and a robot body. Yeah, I'm a little more robotic inclined. Okay, fair enough. Okay. What about you, Ben? Uh, yeah, I, I think Den made a good point there, the, the brainless version. You know, ethically speaking, like growing something with the consciousness that... Well, consciousnessless or brainless? I would argue they're the same. Okay. Well, maybe you have the brain, but you don't turn it on. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, having having a backup system is cool. But I, I kind of gotta go with Dan there. The robot's kind of cooler, you know. Yeah. The Futurama head in a jar. You like on that? A, on a giant robot body like Nixon. You yeah. Know? I could go for that. <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of hate mail over this one though. Thank you, Dan. No, you're welcome. You know, it's funny. I, I think there are other issues when it comes to having like a body left over. There's this great Twilight Zone episode where this old couple goes into basically a rejuvenation clinic and they get to basically pick their body and transfer their consciousness. I don't know that brain and consciousness at, always mean the same thing. So I would say if you're gonna have a mm. body left over, you want it to have a brain because if you're gonna transfer your mind into it, then you don't want to not have a brain. You have to make another brain from scratch, right? Well, like if your brain is you, you like would, damaged well, from you would years need of one eventually. Uh, yeah, right. it, it's, no, this, Dan, you're, you're getting into some very, very tricky and interesting questions that perhaps go beyond technology, the T in FGGBT. Right, with FGGBP -E for philosophy. Or, right, or ethics. Yeah, or well, E for ethics, yeah. Well, I, see, I think I'm okay with this. Now, I wouldn't want my body, right, I wouldn't right. want this physical specimen, this peak physical specimen, to get into the wrong hands. That's what I would okay. be worried about. So okay? you're controlled, sort of like data security. Yeah, like you're who owns the, the copyright right. of, your, of your likeness, right, your yeah. life likeness. And well, it depends on what shows you've been on and what contracts <laughs> sure. you've signed. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's actually very true, which is interesting. Um, I don't want any doppelgangers, evil doppelgangers running right. around is what I'm saying. But the other thing I would say is I'm fine with this, with one caveat. Okay. 
Can I tell you what it is? Yes. Please. You must be sterilized. I don't think if you're going to continually use the same body over and over again, I don't think you should be allowed to I thought reproduce. it was a different body. Well, different body. The same <laughs> looking body, but a much younger version. I don't think you should be able to reproduce into perpetuity if we're going to extend our lives for a long period of time. I think that that would be detrimental to the very uh, essence of the human race. Oh, uh, so you're, you're speaking Intriguing. of... Yeah. Like, well, I, I, what, would you let anybody reproduce? I wouldn't let everyone reproduce now if I was master of the world, to be oh, honest okay. with you. <laughs> I think we, we use that. That's a whole other ethics question. Okay, yeah. gotcha. No, I don't think so. I think we should really be careful because human population is going unchecked, and I think the natural orders keep everything in check. And once, gotcha. So this is on the, the precipice yeah. of destroying the natural order of, of, the, yeah. of the earth. In, in my personal opinion, uh, we don't have to go down that crazy rabbit hole where technical shows, you mentioned, not a philosophy right. show. But I, I think, think we only important. allow clones to be sent into space. To damage some other biotech yeah, system somewhere else. <laughs> so is it, you, you can be cloned, but you have to, you have you to have leave to the planet? You to a different planet. Ah, okay. each, each now clone... sterilization doesn't look so bad, yeah. does it? <laughs> Not so bad, right? It depends on the planet. Right, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things here, so we got a couple issues here. So obviously we're going to talk we about... we got a lot of issues, right. but let's, let's focus on the ones we can talk about. Exactly. So our goal here is to not only make clones, but to make fast-growing clones. Something okay. that, that would be, you know, that would be a 20-year-old body or whatever physical perfection yeah. is uh, in a span of, you know, days or weeks or whatever, whatever sure. we need it, right? So I, for clones, let's quickly talk about them because clones happen all the time. They're not some futuristic thing. No. Can you guys tell me the most common version of a clone? Uh, a lot of the plants you eat are clones. So Okay, not where I was going, but go on. <laughs> well, every banana is cloned from every other banana. There's only one. The Cavendish. Yeah, the Cavendish, yeah. which is going to probably have to be replaced soon because yeah. of the uh, tropical race disease. But yeah. Uh, but as of right now, as of right now, every, all, banana, is a every banana you get at the well, every normal uh, God, normal's a rough word to use, but yeah, every careful. regular yellow banana you see at the grocery common store, banana. common banana, regular, oh, yeah, God, this guy's like, uh, <laughs> regular, yeah, regular. Uh, every common banana you see at the grocery store is a Cavendish banana, and they are all cloned from each other. You cut off a piece of one tree and plant it, and you get a new tree. Mm -hmm. um, that's the same with like all these seedless uh, fruit you have, like. Seedless grapes, seedless oranges. All sterilized, by the way. Seedless means sterilized. I'm just putting See, that out there. It does mean sterilized, yeah. but it also so you're means... So you're quoting a... It's uh, all clones. What we do with plants, we should do with people. Yeah. Okay. Every apple. Every, like, uh, every apple of the same variety is a clone. Mm -hmm. Like, all red deliciouses come from the same Delicious. tree. Deliciouses. <laughs> or all, or <laughs> maybe we should choose a, a not-gross apple, like a Honeycrisp. Or <laughs> there you go. Those are good yeah. apples. They yeah, are good. but they oh, all came berry. from one... One tree. Well, I got a, I've got a, what I thought would have been the first answer and much more relevant to our conversation, twins. Oh. <laughs> twins are essentially genetic clones of each other. Yes. Well, and what, the very way, common. Uh, yeah. Not as common as a banana. Bananas in every household. <laughs> so, but, 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 you know. But, but basically, you, you made the main point. I did. Cells divide, and most of the time when cells divide, you're creating a clone because you're just splitting the genetic material between right. the two. Right, right. Right. Provided so. there's not any goof. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I will say that while researching this, what I thought was very fascinating is if you look up growing fast clones on the internet, you get every marijuana site, which I <laughs> had ah. no... Agriculture. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had absolutely no, no idea, idea what that was. Yeah. yeah. So... 
careful out there. Once again, be careful with the technology and information yeah. that we're giving you. Again, you know, we talked about the two issues to overcome. Cloning, I would imagine, is the least difficult of the things that we're going to talk about, right? I think cloning is, as we mentioned, happens naturally, and in a lab, we can probably do this pretty easily. Uh, yeah. Yes I mean, and ba no. Well, basically, I, I would say yes if all you're talking about is getting a clone. Yeah. Right. What else are we going to be talking about? Well. There, there's the subtleties, I think, of... Uh -oh. um, you got that look in your eyes, we're about to get really political no, as you no, walk just, a fine line. Just how much, you know, there's sometimes survivability. There's, you're right, there's some technical challenges, mm -hmm. but we've cloned a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Nature clones a lot of things. The broad spectrum of cloning mm -hmm. is not the issue. Right. right? I think you, you alluded to it, you said it. It's, it's cloning as portrayed in the movies. Right. Whether it's fast cloning or... You know, so often a clone, even if I clone you right now, mm -hmm. it's unclear. I would have how you killed immediately. Well, you can only be one. Right. But it's unclear, even if brain and consciousness go together, it mm -hmm. won't have all the experiences. And yet suddenly these clones show up with all the same memories mm -hmm. often. You know, the, these, the, the way cloning really works mm -hmm. is the challenge. But cloning, no, I agree with you. We, we do it quite regularly in the lab. Yeah. Well, I will say that it's actually, so, you know, 19, it was 1990, the Dolly was born in 1996, then it was yeah. shown to the world in 1997. That was the first time an animal was cloned. Yeah. Recently, last year, some Chinese scientists were able to clone uh, macaque monkeys, which is the right. first time a primate was able to be cloned using the Dolly technique, which is actually a difficult technique yeah. to use and was not really viable for advanced, you know, um, for advanced species along the evolutionary trail, but they were able to do it. And, you know, so we're the next step is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And the other trick here is that, you know, just like the movies, I believe this stuff's being done in secret in places, right? No, I do. And I'll tell you why, because if you look at the things that have come out in genetics, two things have come out recently. Uh, the Chinese scientists that came out for creating, um, for, for genetically editing babies that were, right, right. That were HIV resistant, yep. right? That mm -hmm. was done in secret. Uh, yeah. And then there's a, a Russian scientist who's trying to do the same thing, do gene edit babies. That's like the precursor to all of this stuff. I mean, why not build from scratch if you've already have that mindset? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're right, this is something, the nice thing is it can only be done in secret for so long. Right. They do, they do come out. It's true. And it gets discovered in various things. It does. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. actually a company who claims, an, Israel, an Israeli company, who claimed to have cloned a human named Eve. But hmm. um, this was like, uh, I think maybe 10 years ago. But it, they've never proven it. It's never come out. Yeah, right. so, so you don't have any hard evidence. But, but you know, companies have claimed to have done this. Right. Yeah. But just the idea of it getting out is so difficult. So, that, so there's a huge ethics problem with this. Right? Yes. But let's bypass all of that. Let's well, say I, I do want to just make one comment on that, Dan. Right. Okay. Because this is one of the things I, I'm probably in the minority on. Mm -hmm. um, simply cloning me or someone, meaning that you have the same genetic starting point and a human or a sheep or whatever comes mm -hmm. out of it. Mm -hmm. I don't really see the problem with what I would call a slow clone, right? Because like you said, it's really just a younger twin, mm -hmm. right? We're not upset that two people are twins and sharing the same genetic material. They're clearly different people. They clearly have different lives. If all that you did was managed to create a clone of me that grew at the normal biological rate, had to go through all the normal life experiences. Yeah. It's just a younger twin. Mm -hmm. It really is. Now, there's other ethical questions um, on manipulating genetic material. Yeah. But 
Yeah. It's interesting to me that there's this gut reaction that somehow, because there's someone out there with the same genetic code that they're me, when we've already proven that that alone is not enough when you have two twins and we accept them as different people. So I've always been fascinated by that psychological element. Well, I think there might be a religious aspect in that it's okay for God to create two beings if it happens, or, or whatever, nature, whatever, whatever yeah. your higher power is, to have it happen naturally is one thing. To do it in a lab and create it artificially, I think is maybe that's the sticking oh, point. Oh, it's definitely a secular. But I also love, I'm going to go off on a random tangent here because we go are ahead. a technology show. Sure. I find it funny that as soon as humans who are part of nature are doing things in a lab, which is part of nature, right. it's all made of natural materials. Sure. It's all from the same real world as everything else. Right. We give it this new name, artificial. Well, because it's not, it's, it doesn't happen through the natural process. It does. The natural process is me making it happen. Uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right? natural like, to me. We got two scientists here, Dan. You're going to lose this that's, argument. But there's nothing natural about that. It's cre it, it's, I it's, am of nature. Why, right. is, why is a beaver building a dam not natural? I'm taking you down a rabbit hole. Sorry, no, Dad. No, we get, yeah, because we'll go down a whole thing. Though, we gotta yeah. get the fast growing. We gotta go back. Yeah. We gotta yeah. say, Those yeah. are unnatural. Well, so, yeah, that's <laughs> so, unnatural. Your tangents are unnatural. That's exactly. <laughs> so let's let's talk about. It. So w let's just presume for a second that we're able to yeah. create clones. Okay. Yes, okay. We, we are yeah, willing that. to accept yeah. that. Let's let's accept that. And part. it's not ethically dubious in any way. <laughs> right. Right. Not for we're the mad scientists. We're yeah. doing this. You know. Yeah. Well. I would say, though, the, the only ethically dubious thing I think is if you try to make that person be the same person. Ooh. Like if you raise Hitler to be Hitler or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Ooh, we're, we're, okay. But I want to go back to the facts. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm but, getting but, nervous but, about the ethics now. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Even though I started the whole thing. You did. You, yeah. You dropped the bomb. We clean it up. It's yeah. fine. So let's, let's just presume it's, that's the easy part. Growing them quickly. Yeah. I think that's the trick, but that's also where there's some incredible innovations, and this gets really interesting here, okay. I think. Now, one of the things that I discovered is that there is an actual speed limit on mitosis, mitosis being cell division. Right. So the ability for a cell to divide properly and accurately, there's actually a speed limit. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that speed limit is because it's not in miles or kilometers per hour. <laughs> I don't know the answer, right. but there is a limit, otherwise you start getting genetic defects that change the fundal, fundamental yeah. part of the cell mm -hmm. itself. But I thought that was interesting that nature, naturally, naturally yeah. there's a naturally occurring speed limit. Anything above that speed limit, I think we could argue, is unnatural. <laughs> or, or, or impossible. Or impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe, yes. Yeah. Right. That's true. Well, one of the things that's also interesting in, in a speed perspective mm -hmm. um, is we know of, of a place that does divide very quickly and is problematic, and that's cancer. You jump ahead of me. Oh, yes. sorry. Okay, I'll no, stop. No, no, this is great. No, I, go I was down going the fast. Yeah. Right. But so we, but even cancer has its own speed limits as how fast the cancer cells can divide. Right. And what's interesting, I was thinking about this, and again, this is in biology, and I'm a physicist, so it's a little iffy to make, you know, decisions here. Mm -hmm. But it seems to me that the, the challenge when you're growing a clone, you not only need division, but you need differentiation. You need the cells to turn into the different types of cells right. at the right time. Right, right, right. Which I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about. Of course. And cancer seems to stay the same type of cell, which gives it speed. Right. Right. Well, that is interesting. Um, and I don't know, I think it would be also interesting, because I don't know the answer to this, is how once the cancer cell becomes the inaccurate cell, right? Yeah. right. How accurate do those inaccurate copies become, right? Like, let's call the cancer the accurate cell. Does it continue to mutate yeah, beyond that? I, That's uh, interesting. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it's kind of the same thing, where mm -hmm. it try it will copy exactly, except for further errors down the line. So, if if you look, but 
going all the way back to cloning, there's, there are clones of cancer cells. And in the lab, like for example, the first immortal cell line, this woman named Henrietta Lacks, mm. the HeLa yeah. line, yeah. Her, her cervical cancer cells are still around from you know, decades ago when they first started cloning them. And that's mm. what they develop all sorts of medicines and stuff with. And there's all it's sorts of interesting story. ethical yeah. stuff going on there. But those are all clones of each other. And you can, there are differences because, especially when something's dividing that quickly, there will be transcription errors. You will get errors. Mm -hmm. But overall, but if there's a really bad error, that one cell in the cancer will die and not divide further. But all the other ones keep will going. keep going. So we're, we may come back to that. I think, yeah. there's, I think there's something with harnessing the speed Right. Um, that's really interesting. But I want to take a step. So when it comes to organs, right? So let's just say you don't want to yeah. pop into this new body. Let's just say you want to keep it around for organs. Okay? Right. So it's, or you, it's you, that, you, the island movie over there. I, I don't the Moreau? Dr. Moreau? No, no, no. There's like, yeah, it was like the island where you have like clones living in this other world, in this like facility. And if you're rich, you can buy one. And then when you get sick, you like, I'm they glad kill there's no ethical you. questions. Like in Twilight this. Zone. This is Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. I'm glad there's no ethical questions in this episode. I, I don't, I've never seen, that sounds like a great movie. Um, <laughs> but let's take it a step back. So, um, there are, there's actually experiments being done to grow human organs and human cells inside of other animals. Uh, oh. And maybe, and humans is the next level. What they're actually doing is like to take like a mouse and do grow right. it in a rat or right. you know, humans yeah. and, and pigs or something like that. Right, right. What's difficult about that, you know, they're called chimeras obviously, but mm -hmm. the difficult is that when it comes to human beings, it is actually hard to grow, believe it or not, hard to grow human organs evolutionarily complex organs inside yeah. of less complex animals because the cells are just different. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. So one thing I was thinking about in this space, Dan, if, mm -hmm. I, if I may be allowed, I, I believe we've talked about various replicating devices in the past. We have. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering if you're really just looking as a source for organs, you really just want the equivalent of, you know, your 3D printer. Mm -hmm. of the organ. Yeah. Oh, You're jumping sorry. ahead of me all the time. Well, it's the what speed problem. On? I'm having speed problems in this. Well, let's hang, well, we hold I on to that. I told you, I'm a clone, and I'm not functioning correctly. Well, let's, <laughs> let's hang on to that, because I think, that, there's, yeah. I think that, that that's really interesting, because um, I want to get to 3D printing because there's actually big jumps being done in 3D printing that, you know, I like what you're saying there. Just today, okay, 10 minutes before we started Well, not filming. today when they're watching. Not today when you're watching, but today when we're when we started recording this, there is. I just read this article today. Did I mention that already? I you did. did. Today. Okay. Ten yeah, minutes today. ago. Ten, ten, ten minutes ago. Uh, that they the truck the, the, the truck the the trouble the trouble. I'll get this out. You trouble. threw me off. You went ahead. I'm me. sorry. The trouble with 3D printing is that we mentioned this in our Frankenstein episode. Right. Is that the the vascular structure, the veins, the arteries yeah. to get the nutrients to the organ that you're copying very difficult to reproduce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, some scientists have cracked that code. Oh. Uh, again, the Chinese, they're at the forefront of all this. Chinese scientists have created a water-loving polymer hmm. that can create this type of vascular tissue, uh, they believe. It hasn't been done in that respect, but it's, they're able to create these highly intricate, very small systems using this. Once that is cracked, 3D printing becomes an option. Yeah, no, yeah. very exciting. So, so you were going out to 3D printing. Also. I was, and, it, well, and again, I think a lot of this, the cloning one, this is one of the most fascinating technologies we've done from, from the perspective that your goal really drives, I think, the choice of technology right. way more than any of the other ones, mm -hmm. right? Because like you said, one goal is having organs. 
as replacement organs. That's a yeah. very different use and need for a fast clone than, say, having a whole body that you're going to transport your consciousness into, which is also very different than just making an independent creature that's just going to be on its own. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. These are all, and all of these have their own implications and challenges with making. Well, so you're so when we talk about 3D bioprinting, it's 3D bioprinting. You're talking about making an organ, individual yes, organs. Yeah. So we've we've we're what I'm saying is that we've basically cracked the code to be able to make complex organs. Great. There's another innovation here in 3D printing is they've now created a 3D printer. Now this is non non organic, inorganic, as I think sometimes what it's right. called, inorganic materials, where they've taken a 3D printer that can print a human sized object, okay, about mm -hmm. 18 inches an hour. They, you can print that in a day. Or you can print right. that in an hour, print a human-sized creature or thing in a, in a, you know where I'm going with this, in, yes, a, in a, day. a day. If you could combine those two technologies, advanced bioprinting for right. organs and quick speed of bio, you could, you could essentially print a human being. And I think those are the two combinations that would make what you're saying. No, true. I think that's true. And, and there, you know, one of the things that's interesting, we think of cloning as taking the single cell reproducing it, you now have the same genetic material and you're growing it that way. Mm -hmm. Technically, if I just take cells and 3D print them that have the same genetic material, I get to skip the growing and dividing stage, mm -hmm. mm. right? Okay. Yeah. And I'm still basically making a clone. Sure. So sort of, sort of from a physical point of view, the question is, do I need to have one cell that I rapidly grow and have it do all the stuff it needs to do? Or perhaps imagine this, a world where you save a vat, vats of different types of cells that you're going to need mm. that are all your genetic material. So you don't have that human clone sitting there, right. but you have the raw material for the 3D printing sitting there. Got it. So, oh, so you just have a tub of liver cells. So you have a tub of liver cells, you have a tub of blood vessel cells, a tub of stomach yeah. cells. You know, so you're, And then you, you take those and feed them into your super fast 3D printing machine. But you don't even need that. Oh. You can actually take a oh. step, go back a step further. Okay. So when you, when it comes to bioprinting, you know, as we as we talked about before, the way it works, you can take your cells. Okay. You can take skin cells, whatever, large amounts of them. You can then basically make them go back into stem cells and turn them into mm -hmm. what's called right. induced pluripotent uh, cells. And then from that, from the original cell, you can then turn them into whatever you want. So right. all you need is a vat of these pluripotent no. cells. That you can uh. then chemically quickly trigger into yeah. something else. Yeah, right, because then you're, you're looking at the speed of differentiation versus growing. Right. But you still need a big vat of cells. But now you only need one vat, you can store one vat of stuff. You yeah. can just store okay. you know, several. If you need a heart, you don't have any heart cells, well, now right. you got this stuff. You know? That yeah. makes sense, Good I like point. that, Dan. Now here's, so you talked about biology, you talked about um, yeah. some, some uh, you know, fruits, vegetables, and all that. Yeah. When we talk about cancers, the, the, the speed at which it grows naturally is interesting. Yeah. The speed at which other things grow naturally are interesting as well. For pumpkins sure. can grow at a rate of 40 pounds a day. Some of these like wow. award-winning pumpkins. That is a lot of organic material being created per day. I feel day. like you could see that. Like <laughs> Kudzu grows a, a yeah. foot and a half every single day. Yeah. Or a, a foot to a foot and a half every single day. People say they can hear it growing. Yeah. So this is something you can act, that is the type of speed where put in a lab, in 60 days you could have a human being. Right. I don't know where that information comes from. I don't know, like I, what I mean is like cell information. I don't know right. how advanced the actual cells are, if it's harder with more heart cells versus like you know, skin cells. Yeah. I don't know, but I feel like in biology we've kind of cracked you know, the speed. 
yeah. aspect. Well, right. yeah, I think you also need to think about some of the larger animals on the planet, like uh, elephants, you know, they don't grow on, on a percentage basis, they don't grow that much per day, but compared to a human, the amount of weight they gain over, you know, you as like they grow. Like gestation, or you mean during a, when they're born when, to when, an when adult? A, when an elephant's born to an adult, they're yeah. putting on a lot of weight very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that growth rate is comparable to like a human's growth rate I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 right. You, you, if you, huh. if you gained weight as quickly as an elephant does, you'd be full grown, like in a year or two. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. But and that's a good point that there are these, you know, fast naturally. You know, yeah, I know, right. we, I know that's a blurry line. That's a blurry line. even faster actually but, than one, a year or two. We, we should. Yeah. No, I think that's really interesting. I don't yeah. know what the numbers are, but or, if you could, or you think of like a dog, your pet dog, right? You get like a nice big, you know. Great Dane yeah. or Mastiff, they they're full grown in a year and they weigh as much as you do. Yeah, that is that is really true. Yeah, because it can be 120, 130 pounds. Yeah. If, so biology has figured this out naturally. Yeah. Um, it be, it's the trick of inducing that in other cells that I think yeah. is the, really the trick here. And, and again, it goes to what is the use of your fast fast growing clone? How quickly do you need yeah. it? Right. Right. You know, it's very similar to the question I think a lot of people are asking and we've occasionally addressed in different um, forms mm -hmm. is fast healing, mm -hmm. right? Rapid healing is basically the same question yeah. on a smaller scale. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. yeah. Like replacing damaged cells. cells. You know, I think this is one of the things where I thought this would be a little more difficult going into it, but I think this is something that could be very possible very soon. I, I, I do think the technological approaches give a lot of interesting flexibility in this yeah. area. Mm -hmm. And really, this is why we went down the rabbit hole a while ago, all of this is ethics. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that really is. Right. And, and, and psychology around it. Yeah. Some of it is really hard ethics questions. And some of it is like, look, we, human psychology is weird. You know, we call things magnetic resonance imaging because people don't like the word nuclear. Right. But is it, it nuclear? But it's nuclear. It's imaging the nucleus in your body. So the official physics term uh. is nuclear magnetic resonance yeah, imaging because right. you're imaging the nucleus. Right. But, but it's a very negative connotation. But it's a very negative yeah. connotation, so we had to drop that. And cloning is sort of the same thing. It happens all the time, as we said, both naturally mm -hmm. and in the natural lab. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think the other thing to think about is why do humans grow so slowly compared to like mm. dogs and cats and things? Because mm -hmm. and I think a lot of it has to do with the learning, right? The, the right. development of our brain, like our bodies could probably grow a lot faster, but our brains do not develop that quickly. Like mm -hmm. our brains take your, your brain's still developing, you know, Mine 20, is. 25 some, years. Some never develop. And some right. never. Yeah. So wh what I think is really interesting is pairing this fast growth with also some way of fast teaching and fast learning. Because mm. that's what's really important, and that's what I like the Star Wars example, the clones, the clone army in mm. in the Star Wars, is that they had this very advanced school that were teaching these clones how to become soldiers. And granted, they only had to learn how to be soldiers; they didn't have to really learn much of anything else. Mm -hmm. But you were able to teach these clones that grew in a couple of years to full to full human size. Uh, well, not technically human because Star Wars. Sure, but. yeah. <laughs> Humanist. Human-like. Human-like, yeah. Uh, but, and then they had this very special teaching program that got them to where they needed to be after only a couple years. Hmm. Well, I, that's, I mean, that is really true. And, uh, you know, we mentioned the downloading, swapping brains at yeah, the beginning, right. whether you can either swap brains or upload it, you know, whatever. 
one thing I want to close on, because I like these, these examples, the real life examples, there's, the cloning, there's so many fun things to do. Uh, the movie Face Off is arguably the worst way to use a clone, <laughs> right. to swap faces if you wanted to take the face off. Right, the clone. Right. That's ridiculous. But one of the most interesting ones is a silly movie called Multiplicity, yeah. where you have a guy being cloned, but then they take it a step further, which no one talks about, is clones of clones. Right. Now, in actuality, they kind of go with like the Xerox or copier version where right. the, the, the copy would be a little less uh, right. than less the, good. Yeah, less good. I don't know what the worse, I guess that's right. the proper word. So yeah. Copiers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think that would happen in a clone. I think once you have the cells, you could clone a clone and it wouldn't be. Well, as with everything, right, you, you're, you're like, anytime you do it, you're likely to introduce genetic errors. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the one thing to be aware of. Now, whether the genetic errors make it worse or better. But that's not unique. That's just unique to the mitosis, to the cell division. Right. That is not unique to I take cells from a clone and start reproducing those. As we mentioned with the banana, the secondary banana we've cloned from is not different than the first banana. Well, but that's an incredibly well, simple genetic system that yeah. you can have errors and probably not notice. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is in cloning the what human... What are you saying? In cloning the human, even though you copied the first cell, yeah. the whole growth process is still a cell division process. Right. Yeah. Right. And so there are risks yeah. of errors. I, I uh, but I see what you're saying, Dan. It's a different set of risks. It's a different set of risks. I think it's also important, though, to think that when you make that copy, you're going to have errors. Like, it's, it, there's no way you're going to copy an entire person um, without making those errors. And I think it's actually pretty realistic that you'll have that degradation uh, if mm. you copy a clone. Like, the clone is not going to be a perfect copy. And the other thing to think about is if you clone you at, at you know, 30, 40 years old... Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. There's, there are parts of your genetic code that degrade over time. Like, the whole thing with uh, Huntington's disease, where you have a reduced life because the telomeres at the end of your mm-hmm. DNA are shorter. Right. If you copy someone who's already old, that new, unless you fix those telomeres before you mm-hmm. start the growth, they're gonna have a shortened life because of that, mm-hmm. because you're copying someone who's already aged. Mm-hmm. There's a great Tales from the Crypt that did something on that as yeah. well, where the guy kept getting younger, but then it all caught up with him because he didn't fix, he kept, every time he would become younger, his the distance between young to old shortened every single yeah. time. So he ended up dying of a normal life anyway. Yeah. But he got to be young for like half of it, so it all worked out for him. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think this is really incredible stuff. I think we're really closer than you would think we would be on this thing. We're not 100% there, but I think yeah. we're really close on this. Definitely. Uh, well, if you want to find out more, if you want to talk to us, you want to ask us questions about this, because we're, you know, I'm announcing that we are the experts on this. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, ben, where can people find you? You can find me on all the social media networks at B Seepser. How do you spell that? That's spelled B-S-I-E-P-S-E-R. Denon, where can people find you? Um, pretty much everywhere as at Denon Michael. Mm-hmm. I, I, feel, I feel something coming on yeah, here. Except Facebook. Oh my God, what goes on there? There I'm at Prof Denon Michael. Prof Denon Michael, yeah. that makes sense. As you're a professor, prof. yeah. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. Uh, so I'm in a couple different places. Twitter, Daniel J. Glenn, Facebook, Analytical Mastermind, and Instagram, the Daniel J. Glenn. Uh, so again, be responsible with this technology. Understand that uh, you know this. There's a lot that goes into this. Lots of bad things can happen, but lots of great things can happen. So until next time, thanks for listening. Fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies is a Glencoe production and is produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. 
the fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. If you want to learn more about the stuff we talked about in this episode, all the in-real-life stuff, links to all those articles are on the website ftriplegbt.com. That's ftriplegbt.com. You can also find links to past episodes. You can even check out our YouTube versions. We got some video, we got some audio, and of course, you got to subscribe to the show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, Spotify, and you can find links to all of our social media, including the show's social media. Send us any of your ideas, uh, any questions, anything like that. You can obviously follow each individual host, the entire Brain Trust, but the show as well, at Pod on Twitter and at FGGBT on Facebook. And if you like this show, you're going to like everything that I do. Go to DanielJGlenn.com to find out more. Thank you for listening.